We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We had some grind to our game, uh, and we didn't have that consistently. We had it right out of the gate. We, we, we didn't have enough grind, and both special teams tonight. So you can say what you, the obvious about the power play, but you know, we don't give up three penalty kill goals. It's a, it's a tight game all the way through. Three goals on the penalty kill, um, which has been which has been somewhat good, um, but it was the grind. It was it was not willing to grind enough through the course of that game, uh, and then you're going to have you're going to be challenged in any area uh, at that point, and that's what that's the case. And the case was closed on them by the Boston Bruins last night, uh, rather early, based on the special teams' results. And unfortunately, Marty, this is uh, the Sabers' kind of oh boy, um, greatest hurdle that they've yet to overcome from the calendar year 2023, and that is consistency on both sides of the special teams' equation. Yeah, I, obviously, you look at yesterday's game. You know, you're down one nothing, but you're being gifted a four minute power play, right? Like I mean, truly Marshall, a gift. Truly yeah, because it wasn't a, a penalty to start with, and it wasn't, and then he gets a non-sportsman like conduct. So you get you which get a he deserved, minute. but that's a gift, right? Yeah, because you called the penalty that was not a penalty on Marchand. So, and I get it. Look, there, there's calls that go both ways, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't sit here this morning talking about this game in the way that it went if that four-minute power play is different. And I get it. I, you know what? I, I I got to the game, did the banging on the drum, you know, kind of walked around. How, how was that? The... Is, was that at least a positive for you? Okay, so do you want to go? Let's let's take a, a, a five-minute little break here from Bang the actual game. And let me tell you what the drum banging experience was like. Number one, um, I mentioned my kids were all going to the game, so I didn't have any of my you know, jerseys that I could wear. They all wore my jerseys or Sabres jerseys that I have. So quickly ran to the uh, Sabres store and I'm like, it's Devin Levi's birthday. He's starting tonight. Can I borrow a black and red Devin Levi shirt, just jersey to put on so I can bang the drum with the jersey? And uh, they're like, oh yeah, absolutely, right? The guys in the Sabres store are awesome. So then I make my way up to the 300 level, watch the end of warm up. 
you know, fans took some pictures with a bunch of fans. It was great. The energy was awesome. I'm telling them, be loud tonight. Let's go. A lot of Bruins fans here, but let's go. Let's, let's be dominating this building, right? I'm, I'm trying to get myself and everybody hyped up. And then I'm thinking, okay, what do I do to make it like fun with the drum? So I start tossing the, the baton, you want to call it whatever, like in the air. And I'm doing like the, the twirl and I'm like, Oh, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can toss it and catch it and then hit it every time. Right. <laughs> so then I'm working the double turn, like not just the one single loop, but the double loop. And I'm like, okay, I can do it now, but under pressure, will I perform? And if I drop the thing, I'm going to like fall flat on my face. So I decided not to do the, the twirling. I decided to just bang it. Right. And I'm like, do I hit it really hard? There's a microphone there. I probably don't need to hit it really hard, but it's got to be with convection. Can't be too soft either. So I, all of these things are going through my mind and, uh, you know, so yes. Yeah, so it was, it was fun. I enjoyed doing the banging of the drum. Um, the fans got into it, right? I, about the second, let's go Buffalo. And then the third one, people are like, oh yeah, this is what we're doing. Let's go. Did you stop at three? They tell you to just do three times. Yeah, I feel like that needs to change. I feel like four or five would be better to enhance the, uh, you know, the build. So what you're saying right now is that we have scored three goals or less uh, on average this year as a team because we don't do more than three. Let's go Buffalo. If we did four or five, we would be scoring four or five goals a game, which would be the key. What I'm what I'm about to say is that you made me laugh because convection is a feature on the oven. Conviction is what you want to play with. So oh yeah, you were, you were try, trying to get that aspect of the game right. I was Honestly, trying to get convection and conviction together. You need to turn the heat up and uh, cook, and uh, you got to be able to play with conviction. You meld words better than anyone else. And at a time like this, we're actually struggling for words for as much uh, fun and, you know, um, fanfare as, as you found yourself a part of last night. Um, it, that vibe didn't last long. And it goes it back to what you, long, it, no. it goes back to what you wanted to dive deeper into. And that is falling behind, which has been the most common occurrence for Buffalo home or away, as they have the worst goal differential in first periods, the most goals allowed in first periods this year. And how did they get to an 0-2 hole that quickly, in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, that we started talking about the four-minute power play, and that's where it all comes down to, because you are gifted a power play, a four-minute power play, and I'm sitting on the press box, and I'm looking, and I I remember thinking, because I... By the time the, the game was already one nothing, I saw the one nothing goal as I was in the elevator going up to the press box. And then, you know, I, I'm kind of getting myself organized, got my popcorn, got my, my pop, I'm ready. And the power play happens. And I'm like, oh, wait, we're staged, right? I didn't keep up with, with, with Twitter or any news or any updates that I got. So I'm like, oh, there's no stage. So I do a quick look at the bench and at the game notes and I'm seeing he's not on the game notes. And then I saw that he was out for personal reasons. So I'm like, okay, so how does that affect the power play? No Tate Thompson. My mind started to think that right away. Like, okay, we talked about the power play, you and I, and how I only want Darlene and Thompson to shoot now in the power play. Like get those guys, simplify it. Those two are going to shoot pucks. You're going to get chances and then you're going to create things on rebounds and chaos around the net. Now there's no Tage Thompson. 
Does that change the look of the power play? Obviously it does. But then where I was at at that moment is if I'm the coach and I walk into the room and I says, hey, anybody want to take Tage's place on the power play? I would hope that I've got like 15 guys that are putting their hands up in the air. Says, me, me, I want power play time. Get me out there. Get, I'm going to make it happen. I've been sitting on the bench this whole year and I'm seeing how bad our power play is. I want to get on the power play. And you have a four minute power play. And the first 40 seconds, the puck movement was actually decent. It just, every shot missed the net by about 10 feet. And then after that, it just became very predictable, very slow, very deliberate, deliberate uh, uh, in their, in their playmaking and what they were doing. Their zone entries, right? Boston is giving you the three on two zone entries. Basically, they've yep. got not one, but two players. Their two forwards are waiting for the drop back pass. So you have a three on two coming in and can't do anything with a three on two coming in. Like entries were, were not good. And, and so at that moment, I, I saw basically what everybody felt at the end of the game that this, this is a, a, um, a speed and a pace and a level that is not going to work. It's not going to work. And then Marchand, after the four minute power play, gets out. He gets a two on one. I'm thinking that's that's what that's what happens to teams when you don't take care of the chances you're given. The door swings back the other way, and it's like it was all Boston after that in the first period. Yeah, and obviously for those that weren't following along um, last night or did not get the update today, Tage Thompson is non-roster at the moment for personal reasons, so that has allowed the club to delay any further transaction to get down to the 23-man roster because technically they're on it right now yeah. with Tage off the roster uh, for personal reasons and Zemgis Giergensen still on injured reserve. Now, Don Granado did say after the game last night, though, that he expected that it was only going to be the one game. So right. we, but that expect- was before the club announced what they announced today. So yes. the fact of the matter is, Gergensen's is out practicing right now with Skinner and Tuck. Yes. So is he simply a placeholder for the expected return of Tage? And if that's the case, is Giergensen's not coming off IR this weekend, which certainly seemed likely. Now, maybe he will. Maybe he just won't be there for the home game on Saturday. Of course, they turn it around real quick and play in Ottawa on New Year's Eve. But Quinn Cousins-Paterka stayed together at practice today. So, too, did the middle stat line. And so, too, did the krebs olofsson Apozo line. So Robinson remains on the outside looking in. And Jost, who jumped in for Thompson last night, is on the outside looking in. So, yeah. It's, I it, yeah. No, please, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, like, I think Zemgus is just there as a placeholder for Tage Thompson right now. And I would think that when Zemgus is healthy and off IR, he comes back into the lineup. Now, yeah. I, you know, we had our show, Sabres Live, this show yesterday afternoon from the arena. I was, you know, standing on the bench, you know, in the morning skate and Tage is all smiles and everything is happening. And some guys are doing extra after practice, right? It was Jost and Robinson that were the extra and they're doing a little bit of extra and whatnot. Um, So this obviously was not, they didn't expect Tage to not be in the lineup. So that happened later in the day. They had to make adjustments. Now, if I look at playing the Boston Bruins and not having Tage Thompson, 
I got to reconfigure my lines. I got to think like, okay, do I want Tyson Joes playing with Skinner and Tuck or do I want to change things around? And who is a guy that has been given you now, not playing right now, who's a guy that has been given you like some energy, some drive, some, you know, penalty kill time? Like, mm-hmm. because now it's easy to say this morning when you look at last night and giving up three power play goals to Boston. But yeah. who's a guy that I thought would have been drawn in was Eric Robinson. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Put Robinson in. Okay. So then you maybe, maybe you put Robinson with Greenway and Benson and you put middle stat with Skinner and talk. It's a lot easier hindsight 2020. I get it. Sure. But yeah. that's how I looked at it. I'm thinking, okay, like this is a little weird that I'm going to go play Boston with Tyson Jose as my top line center with Skinner and Tuck. I need Skinner and Tuck to perform. I need them to, to bring offense. We, I thought yesterday was going to be a 3-2 game, but I still need to score three goals if I want to win the game, right? Mm-hmm. It, it ended up being a 4-1 game, and you, you, you didn't get any offense on the power play or at 5-on-5, five five really. Right, and, you know, you said something really um, interesting and impactful yesterday when, I believe it was yesterday. It had to have been yesterday. Yesterday was our was yesterday our first show of the week? No. No, we had a anyway, show on Zoom Tuesday. At some point this week, you said something very interesting and impactful. And that was, you know, there's been a lot of talk about who's been missing from the roster. But you have your roster now. So, like, make that the narrative of the season, right? Yes. Like, moving forward. And it, basically, it's a kind of a, you know, like, an, there are no other reasons anymore. Like, this is about you. Go out and do it. Now, I, like, you could flip a coin many times to debate who's the most important player for the Sabres. Darlene Thompson, Darlene Thompson. Maybe there's a third in there at any given time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not underselling the impact of Tage, especially when he is taken out of the lineup. But every single team goes through this. It's a yeah. one-off, and it doesn't change the fact that Tage has been in the lineup for 95% of the power play not being good for the last calendar year. Yeah. So what I am still struggling with um, is the fact that, and we, and we looked at this very on very early on this season. Why is the power play not connecting? Well. The whole idea, obviously, when you have an extra man, is to exploit the opening that you have to give somebody a high-danger chance because that player is uncovered. Well, they remain 32nd in the NHL in high-danger chances on the power play. They have 47 of them, Marty. Most of the league has more than 70 They have four high-danger goals this year on the power play. That's 31st. And then a crazier one than that is their expected goals for on the power play, which wouldn't you expect if you're on the power play that you should probably be above 90%, like your chances of scoring versus the other team's chances of scoring? They're at 83%. Yeah, no. Because they've given up six shorthanded goals to compound the power play woes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like this... So it's not all I'm saying is it's not Tage Thompson here. And I well, love what Alex Tuck say last night. He says we cannot get out chance on Alex our power Tuck. play. You hate yeah. to hear it, but it was super real. 
Yeah. And, and really what, you know, and I, I, I get what Don Granado is trying to say after the game yesterday. It's about the grind. This is the first game back after three days off. Everybody at 24, 25, 26 off. Okay. Yeah. Will there be some, I, I would think, okay. And I go back with my experience. Mm-hmm. There's been games on the 26th or 27th that I have felt like crap. It's like, oh man, I, I'm feeling a little weird here, but the overwhelming feeling in these games is I'm so excited to be back. Like, Hey, it was right. great. Did you have a good Christmas? Awesome. Like, let's go. Let's go. The energy is there. You're at home. Boston flew out, you know, a eight, like 8 a.m. flight out of Boston or 8 30 flight out of Boston. It means you got to get up at 6 30. You got to get to the airport. You got to go. And then you got to fly in. You get to the rank. It's all weird. Like going on the road. The first game after Christmas is all weird. You're home. You have that luxury. You have the energy. You know that maybe eh, execution is not going to be perfect. What do you do? You overcome with effort, compete, grind. And, and as soon as it was a, eh, a pushback on that penalty kill, basically by Boston, in the four minutes, mm-hmm. the grind stopped. The grind really, really stopped. It's not a skilled game. The NHL, you watch around the league, there is players that get away with playing a skilled game, mm-hmm. right? Like Connor Bedard last night, he goes to OT, gets a goal. It's a skilled moment for him, and he gets the game-winning goal. But watch him throughout the whole game. It's a grind. The whole game is a grind so that at one moment, you can hope that your skill would open it up. Did we see David Pasternak yesterday for Boston? Not really. Yeah, they had a breakaway attempt. What It didn't look like his best effort, but the game was well in hand. Yeah, and and yeah, that was uh, just take a shot, right? Levi came way no, out. No, he tried a half-hearted deke. Half-hearted you know. deke, yeah. Levi yeah. came way out. It was a long-range like breakaway. He had plenty mm-hmm. of time, but you're right. But in the end of the game yesterday, Boston, the guys that you saw mm-hmm. were the, the guys that grinded, the guys that played with energy and and pushed to hope that you know what maybe our our compete level is going to make a difference. From a team that had lost four in a row. So you would expect that, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you keep losing, they've had a lot of interchangeable parts here. They've had a lot of injuries on their blue line. We talked about their lack of production. Well, they immediately got production from their young blue line and and it it turned the game, right? So, um, and, you know, word word of warning. (laughs) You were trying to spin a positive yesterday when you tried to small capsule this Bruins recent special teams yeah, I wasn't buying it. I'm like, if you're up against a team that is this highly ranked in the top 10 in both categories, power play and special teams, you better be better than what you typically are. And that so, was not the case for the Sabres. And they got they they lost dramatically in one of the worst special teams losses, you know, head to head they've had this year, obviously. Boston went up 10% on their penalty kill in the last five games, right? They were uh, basically, they had given up five goals on 15 opportunities. So they were mm-hmm. 10 for 15 on the penalty kill. They go uh, six for six yesterday. So now they're 16 for 21. They went from 66% in the last five games to 76%. Mm-hmm. Um, and and look, you need those nights. You need those nights if you want to be able to just say, hey, how do you overcome a bad stretch? You have a wonderful streak of of either great penalty kill play or great power plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but even their power play goals yesterday, Charlie Coyle on the first one, right? So he, he left alone in the slot 
Like, good. Okay, Boston, did you do anything special on that power play other than a nice entry going around the net and finding a guy wide open in the slot? No, you didn't do much. The second goal, it goes off Eric Johnson. Did Boston do anything special on the power play to get a power play goal? No, they actually had two guys wide open in front of the net. Don't know how that happened. And they totally butchered the fact that they had a 2-on-0 in front of Devin Levi and they... They, they did what basically Casey did in New York. They, they, they mishandled the puck. And remember Casey got the rebound on that mm-hmm. tying goal. Well, yeah. it went off Eric Johnson. It's in. And did they do anything special on the Morgan Geeky power play goal? No. Shot off the back wall and everybody's cut out of the position for Buffalo and they go bang it off Levi and in as he's trying to, to come back in the net. There was nothing skillful. With the three power play goals, you're not looking at that power play from Boston yesterday and say, oh, they put a power play like display out there. Like it was masterful. No, it was simple. It was about as simple as you get and you get results. That's that's basically what it came down to. Well, uh, I hate to say it this way, but so now what? Now what? Now I mean, my my narrative of if you have your full lineup is still kind of like in the works because you didn't have Tate Thompson and, you know, you're looking at it. But uh, now what? Now what? I think it's between now and Saturday. What I'm lo- waiting to hear or see or is what are going to be the roster movements, really? And and you said it at the start of the show. It's kind of a, okay, let's buy some time here. Put Tage on, you know, a non-roster uh, spot for personal reason and mm-hmm. we're down to 23 which is fine but between now and the weekend there's going to be two spots there's going to be needed to put either two guys on waivers mm-hmm. two guys down in rochester one down to rochester one on waivers there's going to need uh for a major and and freeing up two roster spots is not as easily done because I get it. I get it. You're you're Kevin Adams and the front office and you've got Players that are people, family, you're going to have agents calling. You're going to have a lot of different like kind of hoops to try to sort through. So I get it. In the, it, it takes time. But doing it to one player is always tricky. Having mm-hmm. to do two player, if mm-hmm. if everything comes back with Zemgus being healthy to play and Tage being okay to resume after last night's game on personal, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be, that's going to be a tough decision for the front office. But is there a need for more? And I say that recognizing that recently, more so with injury concerns at the time, they brought in Eric Robinson. Um, obviously, we've talked recently about Detroit and signing Pat Kane. Of course, Kane's individual numbers are far superior to the Red Wings' results as yes. they have now fallen into a hard slide. Uh, despite being very competitive in, in most of their games, uh, they just, you know, um, still are prone to some real lapses, which, I mean, they were locked up last night with Minnesota and then boom, boom, boom. The wild boom, just boom, crushed them in the third. Minnesota hasn't lost at home since John Hines took over seven and oh, or seven and oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they're back on a, on a winning streak of four in a row right now. Um, I guess, and, and I'll, I'll, Extended as far west as possible, the site of the Winter Classic. Um, you know, it was only a couple of weeks ago when Seattle made a very, very, very minor transaction, seemingly picking up an underutilized and non-fit in Colorado and Thomas Tatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's come in four points in five games. The Kraken now have a seven-game point streak trending in the right direction for the big marquee matchup on New Year's Day. 
Um, like, does more need to be done here to keep tweaking and keep trying to find something to stabilize and or enhance whichever part of the roster you want to call bottom six, mid six, whatever. Um, I guess there's, there's two ways to look at it. One is, are, are you feeling that giving your, your, your group, what you think is your main group moving forward, right? Like your top nine forwards, your top four, or even top five defensemen. And I would think that Ryan Johnson fits in that top five, top six conversation. Look, it's a bad game yesterday, but one guy I noticed that was taking an aggressive approach to pinch on the wall, to jumping up on the rush and things like that was Ryan Johnson. Like I saw that in his game and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, well, at least it's a guy that's in, I'm going to, I'm going to grind. I'm going to compete. I'm going to put the effort out. I'm going to, so that was there. Is it always going to be perfect with Ryan Johnson? No, but he's young and he's going to learn all these things. But I, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of bright spots there. Um, but if you think your top nine forward healthy is the group you want to go with, right? And and mm -hmm. I, I'd be, I, it'd be hard for me to say that that's not a group I'd want to go with, right? Skinner, Thompson, Tuck, Cousins, Paterka, Quinn, Greenway, Middlestad, Benson. I'm like, okay, I can go with that. I can like really feel good with that. But the problem is, as soon as you've got an injury, you don't have. Anybody that steps into that top nine that can make a difference. So is that what you're looking at? Is that what, what is that going to make a difference this year? Probably not. I mean, you look at where you are right now in the standings, uh, you know, you, you, you're minus four NHL 500. You're going to, you're going to need to get to plus 11 plus 12. So you need to be plus 16 in the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. It's going to be extremely hard. So does that make a difference? Does that, does it, in the big picture, make a difference if you go get a Thomas Tatar or somebody like that just to finish the season. I think you're, any transaction you're looking at, you're probably looking at next year. How does that impact next year more than that? How does it impact your season this season? Well, Darren Dreger is coming up uh, quickly here on Sabres Live. We'll uh, obviously touch on anything he's heard in regards to the Sabres, but also league-wide where there are endless stories. And of course, Winterfest has one last date on this calendar in 2023, and we look forward to seeing you at KeyBank Center on December the 30th. It's Winter Wonderland for that final night of Winterfest. We'll have tons of activities throughout the course of the night. Airbrush tattoo artist, Marty. I think we might want to sign up for that. Plinko game to win fun prizes. And, of course, a photo op with take-home photo prints courtesy of Highmark. So it's all ahead, both in arena and here on Sabres Live on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.